Gemma, creating a course sounds way too overwhelming. It's going to take me forever to record every single video, make the workbooks and do all the things. I'm out. All right, are you being that negative Nelly about actually putting in the work to create your course? You can't just make a crappy course and then expect to rake in millions of dollars despite what the bro marketing Lamborghini ads on Facebook would have you believe. But the course content creation process doesn't have to be horribly stressful either. It comes down to having a solid course map, batching your tasks and tackling things in the right order. After creating more than five courses myself, I've kind of got it down to a science. The last program I made is my most comprehensive and yet took me the least amount of time to pump out. So in this week's episode, I'm sharing with you my three-step system to creating online course content. I'm not going to pretend that you can just whip this out in a couple of days. That's not how transformative, long-lasting courses are created. But I am going to share with you exactly how to systematically work through creating your course content so you can end up with a program you are really excited about and proud of, and one that all of your students will be obsessed with. All right, let's roll the tape. You're listening to the Passive Project Podcast, where we talk about how to build your online business to make more income, more impact, and give you more freedom in your life. I'm Gemma Bonham Carter, business strategist, mom of two, lover of passive income, automation, and coffee. Welcome to the podcast. Hey guys, it's Gemma Bonham Carter here. I am a business strategist and coach known for turning entrepreneurs into highly successful course creators. This channel is for anyone who is trying to build that dream business. If you want to learn how to create, launch, and scale an online course business, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a video. All right, so today I wanna dive into how to actually create your course content because now that I've created quite a few courses under my belt now, and I've worked with lots of students and clients who've done this too, I've learned some tips and tricks along the way that can make creating your course content so much easier and faster and more effective. So step number one is to map it out. I want you to start by just, I love to do this old school. I get a big blank piece of paper and a pen and I want you to start with your student transformation. So you're gonna think about where is that student before they come into my course and where do I want them to be afterwards? What's that A to B transformation that we're really providing for them in our program? It's the result that they want to achieve. It's the solution. We want them to like exit our course or our program having accomplished this certain thing. So once you are really clear on what that transformation is, well, then you can start to look at, okay, what are the milestones that my student needs to reach and hit in order to eventually end up over here? And so if we can map out the milestones, those kind of big rocks, then it starts to give a sense of that path that we're gonna take our students down. So you have the transformation, put the milestones in. Then once you have the milestones, then I want you to think about all of the things that your student needs to know how to do or that they have accomplished at each 
stage of the, like at each milestone, at each stage in that transformation. And I want you to just do a big brain dump, like all of the steps, big, small, all of the how to's, the things that your student needs to know. Again, it doesn't matter how big or small these things are, write them all down. I know a lot of students of mine do this on post-it notes. They just write everything that they can think of. And then what you wanna do is then group them so that it makes sense like, okay, at this step, they're gonna be achieving this milestone and here are all the things that they need to have accomplished in order to hit that milestone before we go to the next one. And so once you have done that and you have grouped all of the topics or how-tos or things that they need to know under each milestone, well, you suddenly have a map, right? You have a map of what it is that your student needs to learn at each stage so that they can ultimately get the results that you want them to get. So what I like to do at this point is I take my big handwritten mess and I turn it into a Google Doc at this point in time. So I will use the, I'll put the transformation at the top and then I'll have it broken down module by module and each module is essentially a milestone and under each module I'm gonna have lessons and those lessons relate to all those steps that you wrote out under each milestone. Those all become your lessons. And so now at this point, you've got a map, you know where you're taking your students, you know the modules that they need to accomplish and all the lessons that come under that the, each module. So what you've essentially done there is you've mapped out your entire course. Then what we're gonna do is we're gonna come into step two, which is to actually create the content. And what I have learned with content creation is that Batching is your friend. And so what does batching mean? Batching means when you do a bunch of tasks that are all the same at one time. So instead of say creating slide decks for lesson one and then recording lesson one and then doing all the other things for lesson one and then moving on to lesson two and starting it over again. If instead we can actually just create all of our slide decks in one go, it becomes a lot faster because we're not having to switch tasks all the time. Now this does come with a little bit of a warning. I, do, unless you have a very brief course, I don't recommend creating all of the slides for every single module all at once because inevitably it's gonna be too much and it's gonna become too difficult to continue to crank out so many slide decks or do so much recording all at once. So you wanna batch per module. So what does this look like? Let's say you're gonna tackle module one. You're starting with module one. On day one, you're gonna crank out all the slide decks for module one. That's your task for that day, slide decks. So maybe you're doing that in Canva or Keynote or PowerPoint, however you wanna do it, you're creating the slide decks for all the lessons in module one. Then on day two, we're gonna make the homework pieces that come with module one. So this might be workbooks or downloadable spreadsheets or templates or swipe files or patterns or whatever tools or templates or workbooks or downloadables you need to create in order to facilitate your students implementing module one. And you're very fresh because you've just created all the slide decks you're really fresh in your mind of what do they need to, what tools do they need to accomplish everything that I'm teaching them in module one. So that's your next step is to make all of those homework pieces all at once. 
And then on day three, and if this takes you more than a like a day per thing, that's okay. It would if it was a really big module, right? But I want you to get the point of like batching these things all together. On day three, that's when we're now going to record. So you're gonna do your hair, you're gonna put on, you're gonna come fresh faced uh, to your computer and you're gonna have all of your slide decks ready to go and you're gonna hit that record button and you're we're gonna record all of your lessons Take some breaks in there. Recording can get very tiring if you sit and do too many at once. So like do one, take a break, come back, do another, take a break, come back. So that your energy continues to be like fresh and renewed for each video that you're recording. But if you can get your entire module done, let's say you have five lessons. If you can get all five lessons done in one day, it's gonna be an incredible sense of accomplishment. You're really gonna move the needle forward quickly on getting your course created. A couple quick tips for recording those lessons. Don't put the module number or the lesson number on your slide decks or save them when you're recording. And the reason is because often what happens after you've launched your course for that first time and you get students going through the program, there's gonna be some learning that happens and you may realize, ooh, the lesson I put in here at number four actually makes more sense to be here up at lesson number two and I wanna swap those around. Or sometimes it's even, ooh, that lesson in module one, it actually doesn't make sense. It should be a bonus or it should be a lesson in module two. And so you wanna move things around. But if you've given everything names and numbers, it suddenly becomes out of sequence. And learn from me because I made that mistake and I then had to go back and re-record things anytime I wanted to move them around. So don't include numbers or, or module names or anything like that in your lesson. Just have the lesson be the title of what you're teaching and keep it really contained to that lesson. Don't talk about what's coming up next. Don't talk about what you just did. Make it a standalone lesson so that if down the line you need to, you can easily move it around. For recording my lessons, I keep it really basic. I use QuickTime or even Zoom to record my lessons. My little Zoom hack is that I will start a Zoom meeting as though I was doing like a coaching call or something. I will lock the room so that nobody happens to come in there and then I'll hit the record button and share my screen. And what it allows me to do is share my slides but have my head in the corner because that's the way I like to do my videos because I like my students to be able to see me talking and to see my face as I'm taking them through the lesson. Something like QuickTime, which is uh, a program that a lot of you probably just have installed on your computer already, it's great for doing any kind of screen share recordings where you just wanna record your screen or a video like this where it's just me showing up on the screen with no slides, I'm using QuickTime right now to record this YouTube video. And then on day four, what you wanna do is any of the additional things that need to happen around that module. So let's say you wanna record an intro or an outro video that kind of welcomes them to that module, tells them what's about to happen, or outros them, right? Like summarizes what they've done and get them ready to go into the next module. That's a really nice way to open and close a module in a course. And you also wanna do any editing on this day. Like if you wanna edit your videos in any way, you can do that. You can upload them all to your course dashboard, whatever software you're using, you can just upload your videos in there and then layer in any like intro text, links, anything that needs to be built out around that module or those lessons to have it make sense for your students.
And that's gonna take you a hot minute, right? Like working through each module in that way is going to take time to prepare and to create. But the beauty of online courses is that you put the effort in and create them once, and then you can continue to sell them over and over and over again and welcome more and more students into your program. And usually what I'll do is once or twice a year, I'll come into my course and review all of my materials and either add things or change things up and just make any tweaks that need to happen kind of on a yearly basis to make sure my program is still really relevant, cutting edge, and very user-friendly for my students. And then the last step, step three of creating your course content is to add the bells and whistles. So what do I mean by that? Something like a welcome video that welcomes them to the course is really useful and a really great way to get people excited to take your program and excited that they just made that purchase. You might also want to include a roadmap of the program and so something that really shows them kind of where they're headed inside of your course so that they kind of know what's coming. That can be really useful for new students. The other thing I love doing is creating a welcome survey and that's because I really like to know where my students are at, what their big goals are for taking the program program and even like why they purchased having that kind of intel and being able to really get to know your students not only does it mean you show up better as the course creator for them and maybe the coach for them but also it gives you really good intel into who's buying your program and so you can actually improve your marketing because you have a better sense of who your students are and then similarly i like to do that same kind of thing at the end of my course so if i can create a video that kind of wraps things up for them at the end of the program to like send them on their merry way i would do something like that in step three and i would even uh, create an exit survey so again this idea of getting feedback from my students after they've gone through the program so i can really understand what the results were that they achieved, what in the program did they really like, what would they like to have seen more of, what would they would have what they might have changed. All of those things can be really useful feedback that come from an exit survey. So that's what I mean when I say adding the bells and whistles to your course. It's just making sure that, you know, you've crossed all your T's and dotted all your I's and really put together an incredible package. You may even do things like layer in the transcripts for your lessons. If you wanna use something like rev.com to have all of your video lessons transcribed so you can have the transcripts. You may also put in something like the audio version of all of your video lessons so that people can consume them in a different format. And maybe you're adding in a bonus a set of bonuses or something like that into your program. That's what you're gonna do in step three to just kind of round out your entire course. So that's my method for creating course content in the most effective way. If you wanna learn more about how to create and launch your own first online course, you need to snag a spot in my free class. You can head on over to gemmabottomcarter.com forward slash course dash class and you'll get access to a 60 minute on-demand class where I take you through some of the big hurdles that I see new course creators struggling with. I also walk you through why you need to pre-sell your first course 
what that even means and how you can do that yourself so that you're making sure that you're validating your course idea and getting paying students through the door before you go and do all of this, before you go and create all the content. I want to make sure that your course idea is a sellable one. And so we talk through how to pre-sell your program in this free class. So make sure to go snag your seat, gemmabottomcarter.com forward slash course dash class. I would love to hear from you. So make sure to leave a comment below letting me know if you've launched an online course before, what it's all about, or if you have any hot tips for creating course content that's made it easier or faster or more effective for you, I would love to hear about those too. That's it for today. I'll see you in the next video.